Welcome to Divine Inspiration by Dantisha James. Today's topic is seeking God first. Yes, seeking God first. The kingdom of God or heaven comes the idea of God coming into the world to assert his power, glory, and rights against Satan's dominion and the present course of this world. It is more than salvation or the church. It is God expressing himself powerfully in all his works. This reality of God's power breaking into the world involves spiritual authority over Satan's rule and dominion. The coming of the kingdom, um, um, the kingdom marks the beginning of the destruction of Satan rule and humanity's deliverance from the demonic and from sin. Power to work miracles and heal the sick. An essential evidence that one is experiences God's kingdom is a life of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. It is the responsibilities of believers to our um, persevering delightfully seeking God's kingdom in all its manifestation, hungry and thirsty for God's presence and power, both in their own lives, both in our own lives and within our Christian community. Are y'all ready to get into the word of God? I am ready to get into the word of God. We're going to go into Matthew chapter five, verse 10. And this is what the word of God says. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for there is the kingdom of heaven. So persecution will be the lot of all who seek the lies in harmony with the word of God for the sake of righteousness. Number one, those who uphold God's standards of truth, justice, and purity, who and who at the same time refuse to compromise with the present evil of society or the lifestyles of lukewarm believers will undergo unpopularity, rejection, and criticism. Persecution and opposition will come from the world and at times from those within the professing church. When we experience this suffering, Christians are, yeah, when we experience this suffering, Christians are to rejoice for those who suffer most, God imparts the highest blessings. Number two, Christians must be aware of the temptations to compromise God's will in order to avoid shame, embarrassment, or loss. The principle of God's kingdom never changed all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Those who suffer and endure persecution because of righteousness are promised the kingdom of heavenly rewards. You heard that. That's the last sentence. Those who suffer and endure persecution because of righteousness and uh, promises the kingdom of heavenly rewards. So, so what if they talk about you? So what if they reject you? Guess what? You are accepted in the beloved of Jesus Christ. Guess what? They talked about Jesus and Jesus been gone 2,000 years ago and he's still getting talked about. Hmm. And so in, let's go into Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. And this is what the word of God says. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been subject to violence and violent people have been raiding, raiding it. So Jesus gives additional information on the nature of kingdom people. He indicates that the kingdom of heaven is taken hold of only by forceful people 
who are committed to breaking away from the sinful practices of the human race and who turns to Christ, his word, in his righteousness ways, no matter what it costs. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe such people vigorously seek the kingdom in all its power. In other words, experiencing the kingdom of heaven with all its blessings requires earnest endeavor in the diligent faith spiritual warfare that includes the will and to resist Satan and sin and often corrupt society. The kingdom of God is not for those who set on prayer, who compromises with the world, who neglect the word and have a little spiritual hunger. The kingdom of God is not for them. It's not for them to have power because they choose them to be lazy. They're not hungry and thirsty after God. They're not hungry and thirsty after his word. They ain't seeking his word. So why will God waste his time? See, God is about his children, and no matter what, they're going to do what he says do. So he's going to fill them up. Yes, he's going to make them do great things on this earth, and he has great things for all his children. But we got to understand, we got to seek God's kingdom first. Hmm. Let us get into Daniel. Daniel chapter 3, verse 16 through 18. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we throw into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the images of gold you have set up. I love that part. I love the part where they said, but if not, but if God does not answer the prayers, if God does not come in this burning fire, if God does not deliver me from this, 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 this terrible heartaches and pain and aching, guess what? If not, I'm not going to bow down to you. That's, that's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego told that king. Are you able to do that? Are you able to say that? When you're facing suffering, are you able to say that when you're facing hard times? Are you able to say that no matter what's going on, no matter what the devil trying to throw at you, no matter what the oppression trying to throw at you, are you able to say, if not, if not, I am still going to stand by my God. Hmm. So neither the jealous, neither the jealous and unpleasant of the Chaldeans, nor the ugly threats of King Nebajah, frightened these three young men into compromising their integrity or their faith, their personal or their personal conviction. Instead, they gave bold and unhesitating witnesses to their loyalty to their one true God. They had hope and faith that were fixed on him, who was their refugee and strength, the living God. Hmm. That king didn't know nothing about the living God, but those three young men knew about the living God. The living God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, he is the living God. We either going to stand up with him on this earth that we're dealing with, or we not, and we're going to be a part of the devil. There is nothing else in the middle. Hmm. Let us keep going on. And so they also knew the wrath of God against sin in disobedience was for worse than human wrath. And as an expression of unconditional faith, complete trust and total loyalty to God, they said, but if not, oh, I love that, but if not, they possessed a faith that trusted in 
obeyed God regardless of the consequences. Regardless of the consequences, I'm going to stand by my God. Regardless if you got to leave me, I'm going to stand by his word. Regardless if you don't like me, I'm going to seek him. Regardless if you say goodbye to me, goodbye. I'm going to follow my God. Can you say that for yourself as a Christian? Are you just one of those persons say, oh, I'm a Christian, but still acting like this evil, corrupt world? That ain't nothing. That ain't going to help you. But if we want power and authority and be bold like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we got to follow God. We got to let him cleanse us from our heathen ways. And so obedience and perseverance, trusting in God, and not necessarily the experience of deliverance. I mean, not necessarily... Yeah, not necessarily the experience of deliverance give true evidence of biblical faith. These three men who remain true to God, even at the possible cost of their lives, serve to condemn the spiritual and moral compromising of those who use contemporary influences and customs as an excuse for their own worldly action. God does not accept the reason that we may do something simply because everyone is doing it. That God ain't going to accept that reason because everybody else is doing it. We just do the sin because everybody else is doing it, God. God ain't going to accept that. He said, repent because the kingdom of God is at hand. Are you going to repent because he's at hand? If you're not going to repent, guess what? Go over with the goat and he's going to send you to the lake of hell. You got to believe what God say. God is born. What he say, what he say is going to be done. Whether we like it or not, he's God all by himself. And can't nobody change God. Can't nobody change God. God said it is finished. Hmm. Well, let's keep going on. So God does not accept the reason that we may do something simply because everyone else is doing it. We should diligently ask God to put a firm determination within our hearts to remain true to him in his words, regardless of the consequences regardless of the consequences. And so let us get to 1 King. I want to go into 1 King. And I'm going to read um, chapter 18, but I'm going to go to verse 21, and then I'm going to go to verse 36 and 37. This is what the word of God says. Elijah went before the people and said, how long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. But the people said nothing. And at the time of sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac in Israel, let it be known today that you are, the, uh, you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, Lord, answer me. So these people will know that you, Lord, are God and that you are turning, turning their hearts back again. And so Elijah was showing the, the, the people, let them know, if you think, you, the, you know, you want to go with the true God, or are you going to go with the ball God? But if, let's see which one you want to go to. So Elijah was challenging the people to make a defense choice between following God or following Baal. Israel believed they called, um, Israel believed they could worship both deities at the same time. And don't some of us in this world think that? Some of us think that we can go, oh, praise the Lord on Sunday morning and act like a heathen Monday through Saturday. Huh. Let me keep going on. So at the same time, they, they were guilty of divided heart that tried to serve two masters. When the Bible tells us we can't serve two masters. 
Christ himself warned against this fatal attitude. Elijah's courage and faith have virtually no parallel in the entire history of redemption. His challenge to the king, rebuke of all Israel, and confrontation with the 450 prophets of Baal were undertaken with only the weapons of prayer and faith in God. The purpose of Elijah's confrontation with the prophets of Baal and then his prayer was to reveal the grace of God to his people. He wanted to turn their hearts back to God. Similar like John the Baptist, the Elijah of the New Testament, has his um as a his goal to turn their hearts back, many back to God in preparation of the coming of Christ. And so in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, it says this. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Let me say that again. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Think about how the Lord must feel when he sees us spending so much more energy satisfying and gratifying and self, um, self while neglecting our commitment to him. Hmm. We spend so little time obeying his commandments to warn sinners to flee from the wrath to come. When we consider what he does, what if we consider what he has done for us, our excuse has fallen short. It is as we seek first his kingdom that all these things should be added to you. The kingdom of God we must seek earnestly to have to rule in power of God demonstrating in our lives. We must pray that the kingdom of God will come in a mighty powerful of the Holy Spirit to save sinners, to deliver people from demonic spirits and from demonic bondage and strongholds. We must pray and ask the Lord to heal the sick and heal the diseases and to magnify the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the reason why we seek God. That's the reason why we call Christians. That's the reason why Jesus told us to wait until the spirit come upon us. He even told his children in the word disciples. He told them, don't go nowhere out of Jerusalem until the spirit, until the spirit fall upon you because the spirit gives us power. The spirit gives us boldness. The spirit is the truth. It is God that lives within us. So that's why we should be seeking the kingdom of God. And stop seeking the stuff on our cell phone and our email and how much money is in our bank account. Uh, what we got to buy and the big houses and all that. Oh, oh, what we missing? If we seek the kingdom of God first, if we seek the kingdom of God first, he give us what we need. Everything else will work out for the good. So I hope and pray on today that you start seeking God first and stop seeking the rest because he's the only one who can satisfy us within ourselves. Thank you so much for listening to Divine Inspiration. God bless you.